daring adventurers, dastardly villains, and dangerous climbs. This is Brutal Critical. Welcome back to Brutal Critical, everyone. Everybody. I'm your illustrious DM, Michael Merritt. And with me are my stalwart adventurers. Playing Foster Delir, we have Sam Capic. Right here, as always. Playing Stigander Erlingson, we have Gordon Proctor. I've been left here. <laughs> and playing Yora Anna Raburn, we have Savannah Merritt. Not the other way around. No, and help, I can't get out of here. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. Episode 13. Episode 13. Can you believe like you're we were saying 30? And I was like, did I, did I black did out? I fall asleep? Too, really like, did I black out for a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> did I black I out? I wish for we were on episode like 30. Months. That's how you know we're successful. Yeah. <laughs> episode 30. No, episode 13. Can you believe it's episode 13 already, guys? Good lord. Wow. We yeah, have been you at just this. Told us. Yeah. We have been frozen you. for a minute. I would I would never, ever, ever lie to you. Never. Not once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no way. No way. I would never be, deceive you. You're gonna be fine in this fight, Quester. You can handle this. <laughs> <laughs> I would never say that to Quester. <laughs> Not after the first time. I would never say that to Fwester. I one-shot Fwester, all right? <laughs> I'm the first bad guy. With the first bad guy, I one-shot Fwester. The crack cat didn't one-shot me. He didn't go after you. Didn't you didn't get attacked that is true. by crack cat. That is true. You did not get attacked by Freddy. I just kind of stood off to the side. <laughs> you, got, shot an arrow. you got attacked by Sephic Caltro. And you said to the win. crack cat, you said, ah, this, this bitch, I don't know her. Don't know let, her. Let, let her deal with that cat. <laughs> well, there goes the muscle. <laughs> yeah. Great. Now we have to rely on Stag to be the brains of the operation. <laughs> Why is that a problem? <laughs> also, you say that as if Yora has brains. Listen, Forster. None of you have one. brains. I have 14 intelligence. Fuck you. Yeah. I have oh, two and a half brain cells. <laughs> I can rub them yeah, together. Not, they're usually fighting. <laughs> they're, yeah, one's one the referee, is, the other two are fighting. One is rage. One is dog. <laughs> the half one is the, cold. And the other is cold. <laughs> cold is refereeing dog and and rage. No, dog's refereeing. Dog is always there. Cold and rage. (laughs) So last time, we had quite the uh, homecoming since you guys stumbled and crashed into the back of Yora's house. Uh, Yora, being unconscious, (laughs) was left on the floor (laughs) by Fuster. And you guys dealt with the werebear by basically Stag trying to wrestle it. 
which that I wasn't don't, the goal, but that's I don't how know it ended what, up. Yeah, I don't know what the idea there was there, I but was like channeling Yora and the plesiosaur. You. Yeah, Yora did not try method. to wrestle the plesiosaur. No, I stood up and tried <laughs> to talk to him, and then he walked over and went, Bleh. Yeah, he ripped that arrow out of his shoulder and was like, nope. Uh, but you were not killed by the werebear. Because the werebear took one sniff of you and said, Cool blood. Which means new blood. He violated me with his nostrils. He also clawed the fuck out of you. Yeah, well. And then after after gently letting Fwester know which way to go, the werebear disappeared into the night. Gently. And after pilfering through uh, Yora's supplies, which they didn't know were Yora's at the time, and burning her most expensive ball of yarn to start the fire... <laughs> Cerulean. <laughs> My cerulean yarn. That's the quote of the episode. <laughs> that and <laughs> that and you know for a fact that Fwester or that Steg is bad at lying and Fwester is a really good liar. <laughs> so don't fall for Fwester shit. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be uh, really hard to lie to Steg and Yora now. Since we yes. know you're such a good liar. Yeah. You we'll guys buckle down. Yeah, seriously. You guys buckle down as the blizzard swept over ten towns and Icewind Dale for a long night of supping some of Yora's famous mead and just kind of generally taking in her hospitality. Yora explains the the intricacies of the Dreamcatcher to you and introduced keeps, which spooked the shit out of everybody except for Yora. <laughs> also, we were introduced to uh, Lisbon, the owl. Uh, also who, spooky. Also spooky because look dead. She, he, they, they were okay. being they were being a, a spooky a spooky shit and fully frozen, just like sitting there. And everybody thought it was a stuffed owl. It was not a stuffed owl. It was just being a dick. <laughs> it even spooked the dogs. Poor Frost. What the fuck? There's an owl here? Who the? <laughs> what the shit? But your relaxation time was interrupted by the arrival of a visitor. One, obviously unexpected, because as Yora put it so eloquently, I wasn't expecting to be here. <laughs> so no, I was not expecting visitors. Uh, the arrival of this mystery person ended up being Feth Morin, uh, Yora's township best friend, uh, local trapper, and overall jovial guy. Big brick shit house of a man. Not exactly tall, but wide. And he joined in the revelries after letting everyone know that the speaker had been killed and he had found the body. So he enlisted the adventurer's help uh, to create a posse and go retrieve it. And so you guys kind of 
bunker down for the night, thinking about the coming day where you may, in fact, meet your first Verbeeg. And that's that where we bitch. Probably. I And that's where we find our adventurers, the outcasts, huddled uh, down for sleep in Yora's house. The fire burning low, the dim light casting long shadows over the weavings and other odds and ends hanging from the ceiling. Yora has retired to her bed. The guests are lying strewn about on different items of furniture, and uh, Feth has taken up his customary seat, leaning against the fireplace when he sleeps over at Yoras during blizzards. I need everyone to make a perception check for me. Should I roll the... Uh... Oh, new mechanic, everybody. Uh, since we're at level three, everybody picked their... Everybody got their their new archetypes and stuff, except for Yora because she's not special like everyone else. Well, she's different she special. Because she, she, was special she, I, she was special sooner. She she was special way sooner. Uh. <laughs> so our Phantom Rogue is going to be, even though it's not written like this, is going to be rolling for a skill proficiency of the ten uns like non proficiency skills that he has every single day. Yeah, You're supposed to pick one, but instead we're rolling for it because he's possessed by multiple spirits of the dead. So allegedly, allegedly, we'll suss that out later. Yeah, you'll today. you'll find out. He'll find out. We'll see. Wester uh, has a knows. resting bitch face because today he has proficiency in intimidation. Wester <laughs> looks grumpier today than usual. <laughs> Okay, so everybody roll perception. All right. Already. I rolled a natural 20. <gasps> what the fuck? Stegs, that's rolled. the one. That's all you guys get. That's uh, the one for the episode. That's a <laughs> six, yeah. 16 for me. 16. I, I wanted it on something and better. An eight for me. An eight. Yes. You're, uh, because of your isolation, you're kind of in your own little den. And you're all <laughs> nice and warm in your own bed. God, it must feel Gosh. great to be in your bed. You are conked out and you're dreaming. You've had a Ooh. long day of sleep before this. It, yeah. It's exhausting sleeping. <laughs> so, the other two and Feth Morin, who rolled a 19, are awoken by the sounds of over the howling wind of the Tempest, the Frost Maiden's Tempest, they hear what sounds like screams of agony drifting in through the cracks in Yora's hut and the sounds of pitched battle. I'll make an insight check. Yeah. Feth immediately stands up. He's got his... Uh, He's got his weapon in hand, and he's and he's looking at the other two to see if they heard it. I want to make an insight check because I've I've like sat through a couple of blizzards, and you don't you don't go outside in a blizzard. Truth. Good point. Thirteen. 
I saw the gears turning in his head, the math going. Oh, <laughs> it's only plus one. <laughs> Come on. There's, there's not a lot of things that can mimic the pitched sound of battle and the, the cries of anguish like that. Uh, nothing that you've ever heard of. This, this seems legit. Someone is outside, somewhere nearby, fighting. Wester's quickly running through his head like, no one knows that we're here. This could be not our problem. That's very true. Seth is already on his feet and moving to one of the uh, shuttered windows. That was my next question. He's peeking out. Do you want to... Steg, do you want to join him and roll another perception check with advantage? Sure. Yep, because he's helping you. You guys are looking together. Dirty 20. Damn. I'm good at looking and hearing things. I can see and I can hear. So as you can see on your maps, Yora's house is the furthest house outside of town. There's a road that runs right by it. It's the main road that leads into town. The rest of town is on either side of this main thoroughfare. So you're looking down the road outside of town towards Dugan's Pole. That's where her house is. Got it. And down that road, you can see a group of lanterns bobbing erratically in the wind. And with a dirty 20, you Coming can see... Coming from which direction? Coming from Dugan's Hole? Yeah, uh, that is... West. What? West, yeah. Southwestish, mostly west. Yeah. Uh, yes. So, southwestish, mostly west down the road uh, mostly blotted out by the massive sheets and torrents of snow and needle like ice prickles that are already have already begun like bristling the side of the hut with spikes like they're sticking in like little needles or quills of ice through all of that haze you can see the faint smudgy outlines of what appear to be humanoids erratically moving through the storm. They come in closer? No. They seem to be staying in the same place and they seem to be in pitched battle. Hmm. Unfortunate. Yeah. I'm not going out in that fucking blizzard. I'm not going out in the blizzard. Beth. Are you going out in that blizzard? Because the house looks ha! like a cactus. Ha! I mean, I wish I could help. Uh, it's too dangerous. One, unless you're wearing extremely heavy armor, you'll be shredded. Which in that, I'm not. In that, that whole kerfuffle out there. And two, whatever they're fighting doesn't seem to be bothered by the storm. And they seem to be in heavy armor. They'll be fine. It'll be fine. They'll be yeah. fine. Let's uh, put some earmuffs on and go back to sleep and let's investigate in the morning. We'll let Yoa know later. She's yeah. she's sleeping. It's fine. She had a long day yesterday. She'll be drinks. Right. Drinks. 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 Mm, yeah. drinks. Uh, let's steal a little bit more of yours mead and put ourselves back to sleep. 
I'm sure she won't notice. This whole she time, she would appreciate me taking my medications. Yeah, see, right. you, you know. don't you don't want a narcolepsy attack in the middle of your sleep. She's a cleric. No. You you know she basically a doctor. Yeah, it'll be fine. It's fine. <laughs> Everything is fine. <laughs> so, you guys have decided to uh, not fucks with that. No. <laughs> nope. And you go back and you have drinks to put yourselves back to sleep, and steadily uh, you drift away into dreamland. Everyone wakes in the morning. That's good. Uh, the blizzard has passed. The, Finally. The twilight of the morning is uh, sending off an orangish glow from on high. And everyone, you wake up. This frost is curled up like a big a big blanket on top of Fef <laughs> because he's laying near the fire. And the other dogs have piled on top of Steg. He's literally in a dog pile. <laughs> and and Fwester, as you wake up, you're met with the condescending gaze of Lisbon, the owl. She is perched on your chest. <laughs> Don't sass me. What did you want us to do? <laughs> <laughs> you watch her peek. Uh, and he'll sit up and hold out his arm for the for Lysman to perch on. If they she's gonna choose. take it. All right. Uh, Yora, you wake up warm, comfy, in your own bed. Uh, Great night of sleep. Can't remember your dreams, but they were good. You know they were good because you woke up like, <gasps> I feel great. Mm -hmm. What a great morning. Um, Yora's going to like, she's going to like wake up, turn back over a little bit and like get snuggly and then be like, oh my God, wait, I've got, uh, uh, um, got shit to do today. <laughs> gotta make breakfast. Yeah. Oh. And she's going to uh, put on some house clothes. And she's going to look at the uh, dream catcher. What's its deal? It's glowing and doing those slight pulses. We don't really have time to go through an no. entire dream sequence. Yeah. No, we have that's chores to yours. do. Yeah. Well, gonna, uh, look at remember, as she said, uh, or as, not as Yora said, but as... Uh, as uh, Keep said, you now won't be stolen from the conscious world again like that. Remember, you can go in and out willingly, or you can visit any of your dreams if you decide to. And uh, didn't he say that no time would pass while I was inside of it? Yeah. Or now? No. Oh. Only, only when you're you consciously go into it, no time will pass. Like if you sleep. And you go into it, that's its natural state, so you're going to go into it and time will pass in in the real world. But if you go, bink, it's just your consciousness basically astral projecting into the uh into the the dream catcher, the dreamscape. Oh, alright. Well then uh Yora's gonna go and touch the dream catcher. Okay. Uh a voice is going to emanate from it. It's Keep's voice. And 
He says, Good morning. Hi, I'm Keeps. Morning, Keeps. How are you? I am great. How are you? You slept well last night. I did. I'm at my house. Um, I always sleep better in my bed, you know? I don't know where you sleep, if you have a bed, if you sleep. I don't know what it's like to have my own house or my own bed. I've been here a really long time. I don't remember what any of that's like. Well, do you sleep at all, or are you always working? Busy, busy, busy. Always working. Gosh. I try to sleep during, like, your day so that I'm nice and peppy, but I don't have to sleep for very long. Uh, I, I'm kind of like a, like a fairy, like a sprite, so mm-hmm. I only gotta sleep for, like, an hour. Well, so this is, like, the end of your shift, then. Yeah. Can I take a look at my dreams from last night? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, a brief flash of images enters your mind. You're, a you're dreaming of a young half-orc boy sitting on a balcony in a large manor looking out over a glorious city of many spires sitting on a beautiful coast with glittering waters and you can't hear the voices there's no audio but a large dragonborn seemingly older taller a little bit more muscular, but definitely not fully grown, comes forward and pats the young boy on the shoulder and then points out to the city towards what looks like a large carnival that's going up. And the boy shows some, like, some real excitement, some serious, like, oh! Uh, and then entering from with from the frame from the house is a very stern-looking elven man. He looks mean. He looks cruel. He begins shouting at the two, the the teenager and the boy, and the the two heads ducked low, rush back into the house, followed by the stern elven man. And then the image fades away. Yora has a a lot of, uh, her face is going through a lot of things. Um, In the beginning of the dream sequence, there was far away look in her eyes that turns to almost resentment when the elf comes. And she'll just take a deep breath. Thanks, Keeps. Are are there any more? No, that was a pretty deep one. Uh, It seemed to really upset your mind. So the rest of it's kind of filler. I put you on a beach. I appreciate that. You know, after a, a, a... a rough time. Everybody needs a beach episode, I feel. I don't know what that means, but sure. All right. Thanks, Keeps. I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to head out. Talk to you later. Okay. I'm going to go, you know, take my shift off. Um, and Yora's going to flash a peace sign to Keeps. The, uh, Dreamcatcher is going to two of the strands are going to light up individually into a little peace sign. Aww. <laughs> Talk to you later, Keepsy. Night! Um, and Yara will exit the dream catcher. Um, <laughs> put on her clothes and then uh, step out into the uh, 
main room to uh, go cook breakfast for her house guests. The lads are all uh, waking up and like stretching and getting getting kind of getting energized. The dogs are all up and kind of pacing back and forth and like bumping into stuff and bumping into stag. Morning, boys. Good morning, Yora. Good morning. Good morning. How'd you sleep? Amazing. I forgot how good it was to be in my own bed. Surrounded with all my favorite blankets. How about y'all? I did miss this fireplace. Ooh. Warm. Delightful. It was certainly a night. It was. It was uneventful. Entirely. Speaking of uneventful nights, gentlemen, uh... (laughs) Would you be, both join me, please, to gather some more firewood while Yora gets breakfast ready? We also need to let Certainly. the dogs out. We also need to let the dogs out. Yes. They need to do the poops and peas. Indeed. Mm. Lysman looks <laughs> no, like... No defecating in my house. Indeed. Lysman looks like she could use a walk. <laughs> Lysman rotates her head 180 degrees to look at you and goes... <laughs> All right, no walksies. <laughs> Last and flutters over to Yora. Your breakfast. <laughs> flutters over to Yora. <laughs> like the fucking audacity. Making me use my legs. <laughs> what do I look like? <laughs> Go for a walk. Like owls chicken. don't walk. They stalk. Have you ever seen an owl walk? They have their wings all out and they... <laughs> I don't want to be here. <laughs> They just clump around. So the boys go out for a morning walk with the dogs. The dogs bolt out the front door. Everything kind of has that that dusky glow to it. Um, very, very post-apocalyptic uh, Instagram filter <laughs> kind of thing. You know when you watch like a zombie a zombie movie or a post-apocalyptic movie in a desert setting. It's apocalypse got that now. kind of got yeah, that. It, not apocalypse now. <laughs> apocalypse now is not apocalypse setting. <laughs> Despite its name. Yeah, I was about to say. No, it's it a Vietnam War like movie. An ongoing apocalypse for them. Yeah. What true. movie did I watch then? I don't know. I don't it was know. it said it was apocalypse now. It was definitely an apocalypse. Might have been a knockoff. Never mind. Maybe. Not important. What about uh, what's the one? What's the one with Bruce Willis where they all get into the? They're all uh, oil riggers and they all get into the the rocket to go shoot up to the asteroid to blow it up. What's the? No, not that? Judgment Day. No, no that's no. Alien. That's, that's Terminator. Like Armageddon Independence Day. Armageddon is what yeah. you're thinking. Of. Oh, <laughs> Armageddon. Yes. That's a lot of the orange filter. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good filter. Yeah, Apocalypse Now is uh, with Martin Sheen. Yeah, when he was young. What? Anywho, what movie was I thinking of? I'll figure that out later. I don't know. You'll find it later. But yeah, it's it's actually you're at the hot the the highest point of the sun for the day. So there's actually a little bit more light than normal. It's very dusk, like purples and oranges and blues reflecting off of the mountains to the south 
and uh, and just kind of off the sky above. Oh, cool, I can switch to my normal eyes now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the dogs sprint out the front door to go do the poops and peas uh, what are the lads doing I think we're going to go check out the scene of that that battle that happened last night sure that's a good idea sure so you guys make your way west up the road with the dogs running through the tree line and stuff and, and hopping around and running, chasing each other, getting their energy out. And within a short few minutes, you arrive at the scene. Mm-hmm. You find burned out lanterns on sticks configured in a circle, five of them. And strewn about the battlefield is a large amount of snow-sullied blood. Spatters of it everywhere. And the corpses of three armored military, like, militiamen. Okay. It appears their skulls and chests have been stove in, caved in by a large blunt weapon of some sort. Okay. Uh, do a perce- someone do a perception check with advantage, one of you. I don't care who. Go for it, Sam. All right. I don't see why not. I was expecting an investigation check. Uh, that's going to be a dirty 20. Hey. Uh I see. from nearby you hear the cries of what sounds like a small animal in distress. Hmm. Not a dog, I hope. Nope. Alright. Not a dog. At least better not be one of ours. Yeah. I'll start a small making... animal. Not a mountain of an animal. A small animal. <laughs> yeah. I'll start making my way over to what is making the noise, but I guess use a bit of discretion. You know, I'm not rushing towards it. Yeah, Fef has a woodcutting axe out. He's brandishing it like a weapon, and he's he's on alert. So, and I imagine Stag is not is not fucking around either. It's shit just got serious. Funny There's enough, three more three more people at least dead. This is probably the safest Fwester has felt in a while, surrounded by two very large men with very large axes True. that are on his side. Truth. But he's also the only one going to investigate something, so... <laughs> well, I, I really hope one of you two comes with me. I'll come with you. Um, nearby, you see a series of carts toppled over and broken to pieces. And they look like they've been rummaged through. You can see more blood as well as bits of fur and skin on the ground. These seem to have been pulled by horses or maybe ponies. Right. And those ponies are gone. But on the ground near one of the carts, you find what appears to be a trap. Like a hunting oh. trap. And inside the trap is a little red fox. 
and it's making these pitiful crying noises and is trying its best to escape. Uh, what do you do? Well, I don't think this little guy is going to be hurting anyone. Steg, could you calm the poor little guy down and I'll get the, uh, get the trap off? Steg, make an animal handling check. Gordon, make... Or, Steg. Steg <laughs> and Gordon. Uh, Steg, make an animal handling check. Six Sam. Slide a hand with these tools. Fwester, to yes. Fwester, make a... Make a sleight of hands check at advantage. Oh, right. That's wait uh, with no, thieves get, tools. I no, I you add an additional plus two. Yeah, you get expertise. Yeah, in that because I'm proficient in that too. That's going to be a twenty-two to pop the lock open. What? I'm very good with my hands and very good at talking, unless my hands involve fighting. <laughs> unless it involves catching hands. Yeah. <laughs> Catching and throwing hands is not Fuster's. Uh, not Fuster's. Oh, no, he could he could catch hands. <laughs> he could catch them real good. Uh, that I'm doesn't make a whole lot of effort on his part. <laughs> He's not good at catching the hands, though. He can he can catch them. He's not good at the result that happens there and after. <laughs> uh, Steg, what'd you roll? Sixteen. Sixteen. So. The little creature, as you guys approach, cowers away at the back of the cage. He's absolutely terrified. Obviously, a a witness of some sort to what happened the night before. And then, Fuster, you very smoothly unlock this cage. You Wasn't get this thing in the first place. Just no, <laughs> it was just clamped, and you were like, "Whoop! All right, come on out." <laughs> and. With that animal handling check, you manage to coax the poor, terrified little animal out. Um, it's not even a fully grown fox. It looks like a small kind of. He's not. He's not like a kit, like a baby fox. Like an adolescent but he's not, fox. Yeah, he's like an adolescent yeah. fox. He looks like he stumbled into that trap. Definitely because he's curious, he's curious and naive. Because most foxes don't fall for traps like that. But otherwise, he seems unharmed. Well, that's good. He does have his hair matted down by a strange liquid, though. Hmm. Like on his side. Is it sticky? Well, do you want to do an investigation check? Yeah, let's do that. I would like to do an investigation check, if that's okay. Steg, do an investigation check at... Uh, at advantage for Fuster helping you look at it. All right. 18. 18. Very good. That's not true. Uh, 19. 19. Even even better. better. (laughs) This is very obviously also blood, but not humanoid blood. Uh, You very quickly sort out that this kind of darker red it's richer kind of almost black is uh is a giant kin's blood burbig some sort yeah most likely you said that there's also i think you said fur and skin Mm -hmm. on the cart uh would it be yeah just strewn about as well would i be able to investigate that scene 
investigate it to gather clues and then roll me a nature check. All right. So I can to flash another winter cloak through. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ooh, it's very coarse a, fur. That's only oh. a 15 on the investigation. Okay, you managed to pick up a couple of samples. Uh, you do not get advantage on your nature check because it wasn't it wasn't high enough. Man, I really wanted that advantage. All right, nature. That's pretty neat. All right, that's going to be a dirty 20, though. Dang. Yeah. So even though you could only get a couple of scraps, it's very easy to pick out the pattern on this kind of fur and skin combination going on here. This swatch, if you will. This is horse hide or mm. pony hide. So all this stuff on the ground, all the gore out here definitely came from the pair of of hooved animals that were pulling these carts. Something strong could have just yanked it right out of their harnesses and yes, left some of the horse. Make an them. insight check for me. All right, I can do that. Lots of rolls today. Ooh, that's a 13. It is safe to assume that they didn't even bother because the harnesses are still on the ground here. They didn't even bother taking the harness, whatever it was, didn't even bother taking the harnesses off the the equine animals. Right. They literally grabbed them and pulled them out. Yeah. Of And it stripped like part of the flesh off. Watches oh. of flesh off of it. Ooh. Degloved. Mm-hmm. Poor horsies. Yeah. Well, not much we can do about that now. Chances are, whatever did it is pretty. You far away. hear shouting from the road. Well, you just had to contradict Oi! me, lads. Hmm. One of these, one of these poor bastards is alive. Oh, was it Fef? Yeah. Well, we'll come running. Oh yeah, I'm still hanging on to the fox. Yeah, it's yeah. it's literally pressed up against you. Like <laughs> it is shaking like a leaf uh, and absolutely just mind blowingly terrified. Poor little guy. Uh, you guys exit the woods and Fef is down on his knees with one of the uh, armored militiamen resting on his lap. And the guy is conscious and he's coughing blood like a torrent from his mouth. His chest is is almost out his back. He's barely hanging on. He may not. He's most likely not going to live for much gonna, longer. Yeah, I was going to say get Yora, but I don't think that. You can if you want to. And Fef is Fef is trying to coax this guy into telling them what happened. Uh, uh Stag, go fetch Yora. See if there's anything that she can do for this man. Michelle. And uh, Fef and I will stay here with him. Make haste. Yes, run that quarter mile very so, quickly. So dash, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna dash action that shit. Barbarian <laughs> action sprint. Yora, you're you're humming as you work. Mm-hmm. Like you're in the kitchen. Uh, I have my look, I have an apron on. Yeah. It says <laughs> it says home is where the meat is and it's got a little it's got a little bee and a flagon on it. Kiss the cleric. 
kiss the cleric. Oh my god. <laughs> it says kiss the cleric. Mine isn't huh? nearly as good as that. Kiss the cleric. It says kiss, kiss the, the cleric. cleric. <laughs> and Lisbon is sitting on a shelf making peeping noises at you. <laughs> Occasionally. Your door in the next room slams open with a boom. Yora. Apologies Egg. to the door. Come quickly now. I found a fox. Oh. Also, there's a dying man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Okay, I'm coming. I'm coming. Um, you so- see he's clutching this this poor little fox to his chest. Is that the order that Steg announces it as well? Did I get that accurate? <laughs> yeah, oh no, he's just he's just hanging anything. onto the fox. He didn't say a word about oh. it. Yeah, he's just <laughs> holding this fox. <laughs> there's so much going on. Let's... Let's go. Let's do it. And she'll tear off her her apron um, and follow Steg. Lisbon Lisbon also lights from the from the shelf and flies glides through the air after you. Mm-hmm. You guys tear ass across the snow. You're not that far away from from Yora's house. It's not that far. Uh, you can actually see. Like from your yards. front door. Yeah, it's like 100, 100 yards, basically. Like 100 to 200 yards. 100 yard dash, and, let's go. Yeah, you guys just... Just bolt. Fwester. Yes. You and Fef are trying to keep this guy alive long enough to get healed. Right. And he is he is going fast, and he's trying to say something. Uh, he's, yeah, I'll listen he's dribbling and going... <coughs> Uh, he just he's losing he can't breathe his lungs are collapsing he can't gain breath he's having a hard time can i make a medicine check to see if there's something i can do to uh... yes yes you can all right it's gonna be all right bud you're gonna make it maybe not that's a seven (laughs) you can't there's just too much mess. It's just he's too much of a mess. I didn't finish medical school. And Feff goes, I don't know what to do either, buddy. I he's just like, I can stitch lacerations, but this, this is, he looks like he got hit by, I, I don't know. Looked like he got hit by a mountain. Yeah. Don't like the hammer of the gods slammed him in the chest. Sorry. Right, Tempest. Got a cleric on the way. It's about at this moment that you guys come up to the scene. Yora, you take in this scene like all at once. The mm-hmm. the the blasted carts, the bodies everywhere, theft covered in this guy's blood, this guy with a caved-in chest, uh gasping for life, the burnt-out lanterns. Uh, the terrified fox, blood all over the snow, everything churned up. It's just, it's an insane scene. Stepped right into hell. Or you're, uh, we'll take in this, this, this menagerie of, of things that she has just come into and immediately triage the caved in chest. I like to call Um, a situation like this, the fuck barrel. It's just a menagerie of fuck. <laughs> <laughs> just a bad time. Uh, she's going to run over um, and uh, 
sh- she'll do her her classic slide up <laughs> on so the knees. <laughs> yeah, slide up on the knees um, and uh, do a medicine check to see if there's anything that she can actually do for this guy. Yeah, if there's strong enough magic. Yeah, let's see. While you roll that, I'll explain kind of how healing magic works in the real world. So healing does not necessarily mean survival for all of our listeners. Sometimes the wounds are too great. There's not. Mechanically, you can give somebody as much hit points as you want. But sometimes, you know, it doesn't they are beheaded. It's just yeah. palliative care. It doesn't They're, regenerate yeah. body parts. It doesn't regenerate body parts. It doesn't yeah, heal... Bad. A broken, yeah. It doesn't heal a broken spine or ruptured organs. It doesn't put everything back. It's not a reverse time spell. It, a lot of times, it just eases the pain while they die. And that's real world, like, that's how you play it. That's that's how I have always viewed mag- healing magic is like, yes, a lot of, t- like with uh, Stig's arms. It didn't just magically, it didn't magic eraser his wounds away. It stitched them back up into scars. So everything has a price. All of that magic, you still have those injuries. It just increases the healing process. If there's no way that you can heal, heal, if there was no way that you could recover at any way, it's not going to save you. Now, though, of course, there's spells like regeneration and, and, and resurrection and things like that. That's, that's wholeheartedly different. But for things like cure wounds and stuff like that, it's it's sometimes it's just a whole not other set of mechanics that we'll get into yeah. when we come to it. Truth, Yara. That is a thirteen medicine check. This guy, this guy's ribs are literally out his back. He he has been hit so hard that his his organs are basically mush. He's everything's ruptured. He's got fluids leaking out of everything. He. It doesn't look like he's going to make it. Okay. Yora is going to cast your wounds on him to at least get him through the next couple minutes. Yeah, get that power. Um, and going. to ease his pain. Yeah. Okay, so uh, that is. It's a three, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, a 13. Thir- is that what? 13? Yeah, it's a 13. 13 health? Uh, yeah, so, uh, so Yora will. Um, you gave. She's going to take all this in and realize where this is going. Um, and she's going to take his head in her hands and put their um, foreheads together and then say, may the moon mother guide you um, and cast cure wounds for 13 points. You gave him six and a half minutes of life of painless of of painless consciousness before death where he can kind of, the pain goes away the bleeding kind of stops the damage is done, there's nothing you can do but he won't be in pain and he's going to be here for a few more minutes where he can just be amongst people who and like be okay. They can, if anybody like say a paladin were present, he could do uh, last rites, things like that. 
uh, or a priest of any kind, cleric even. Clerics can um, do get last rites. Yeah. 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 Stag, um, go grab the poor man some mead. I think he's earned it. Stag yeah. reaches behind his back. <laughs> on, on his <laughs> That's me. At the ready. Hands him some mead. What a man. Drink. <laughs> you can see some of the color kind of come back into his face and his eyes flutter open. He's leaning heavily on Fef's lap, and he, like, he, with a shaky hand, he he takes that a sip of meat and goes, Oh, is this, is this the meat of your Anna Rabern I'm drinking? Yes, yes there it is. It was present and accounted for. It was always my favorite. What's uh, your name? My name is Stahl. I, I, I'm a town guard and militiaman for good mead. We appreciate you and your service. What happened? What happened here last night? Well, the, the tempest blew in. We were trying to run supplies back to the town. We had a bunch of emergency shelters set up in the old temple for people with less sturdy houses than can help them survive the tempest. We got waylaid. As we made our way back, the storm hit us. But that's not all. As we were trying to dig our carts out of the snow and get into town, we were attacked. It was so fast and it came so quickly. We barely had time to react before it was upon us. The largest ogre I've ever seen in my life. Horrible in its visage. Carrying a massive club, a maul. He smashed us to bits. We tried talking with it, reasoning with it. Creatures like that. There's no reasoning to be done. You're a brave man. A very, very brave man. There were, there were five of us. He took two of them. And the horses. And all of our gear. Piled it onto one wagon. And took it off. I lost consciousness after that. And then you were here. Am I going to die? Yes. But we're here. Do you uh, have anything you want to say? I haven't done much in my life, but the best thing that I've ever made was my son. My wife and son are alone now. If there's anything you can do, make sure they're taken care of. I'd greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. I wish. Would you like? Oh, go ahead. <laughs> this is your time. I wish. Just once. Could have seen the sun again. 
So Fwester's going to reach into his pack and pull out that little globe, the uh, Eternal Snowstorm. Mm-hmm. And he's going to use the Pale Elf ability to cast light, the cantrip light on it. Okay. And make it look like the sun and hand it to Stahl and say, well, well, I can't bring the sun back yet. I can at least let you hold it for a little bit. And you'll hand it over. So you cast the light spell on this and it it has this insane effect. Because when you cast the light spell on like an inanimate object normally, it makes it glow from within, right? Yeah. So when you cast it on this snowstorm, it's this insane kind of radiant disco ball effect where like loops of light come out and are reflected and a rainbow is thrown around the area. Uh, It's honestly, it's gorgeous. Foyster's going to try his best to play it cool like he's seen this a million times. Yeah, but (laughs) just to get knocked not get caught off guard and be like, oh my god. Oh. He holds it in his hand that's shaking, takes a sip of the meat and goes, ah, oh, the sun. So, so beautiful. The greatest gift the gods have ever given us. Sun. And then his hand shakes and slowly slides down and stall passes. And all three of you get inspiration for such great roleplay. DM inspiration for all of you. How DM inspiration works here, instead of just rolling with advantage on anything, like any role, I'm going to work. It's going to be kind of like max Bardic inspiration, where you can add a D12 to any D20 roll that you roll. Because that makes more sense to me. It's a yeah. variant rule from from the DMG, but uh, I like it better. Yeah. It's one that we actually talked about. Fundy. We did. We That's did. one that you, we talked about on Table Talks, and I looked it up more, and it's in the DMG as a variant rule. Oh. And, and I should have... <laughs> and I, sh- I should have been doing it that way the whole time, because you were absolutely right. Yeah. I should have... <laughs> Read the, the DMG guide. <laughs> for shame. <laughs> Good role play, everybody. That was awesome. Whew. And also so sad. Yeah. <laughs> ah, oh my gosh. Poor guy. Um, oh, we Fef didn't ask his last name to find his wife and kid. Fef, it's a small it's not. Yeah, yeah it's not that big. Yeah, you know who he is. Right. Feth will reach around and close his eyes and slowly lay him on the ground and put him in like the crossed arm position with his sword. Yeah. We should prepare the bodies to be brought back to Goodmead for a wake. You see Feth is now standing there with like all this blood on him and he is just seething with rage. Uh, and he's just gripping, he's white knuckling his axe. Yora's gonna walk up to him and, um, like, bring his, cause he's taller than her, right? He's just a titanic person. Or is he shorter? No, remember, oh, he's, he's, he's like 5'10". That's yeah. right. But he's, but he's a, he's boom. a wide boy. He's a wide boy. He's big. He's, 
he's a doorstop. But <laughs> and you're at she's taller than him is um, going to walk up and um, put her arms around his neck over the shoulder and like grab his head and just hold him and hug him. He you can feel him shaking like he is. He is. It is a physical reaction how much anger he's having right now. If he was a barbarian, he would be raging hard. <laughs> he is not. <laughs> he is technically... He's kind of a ranger-ish. Not really. He doesn't have magic. You're going to say, don't worry. We will get what did this. Yes, we will. I will not let these deaths go unpunished. Go inform the rest of the town of what's happened. They will collect the bodies. I am going to go scout. I will keep this... I will find and track this creature and let it lead us back to its den. And there I will wait. Not alone, you will not. No, absolutely. We don't need another death on our hands. Well. Then you're coming with me, I guess. I am. Because I'm going. Indeed. Why don't we... Bodies can wait. I was going to say, I'll go with Fef. One of you guys go notify the family. And then catch up with us. Yeah. Or at least let somebody know. Yeah. 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 There's, well, here's the thing it's not snowing. There's no, there's nothing that would destroy the tracks right now. It's as still as it is ever in Icewind Dale. True. Let's take five minutes to go sh- alert the town and then head out. Because uh, let's, there's four of us. Yes, I agree. And look what this ogre did to five to fully armed men. Yeah, <laughs> fully should, armed men with heavy armor. We should attempt to get a posse going before we go track these monsters down. And if you want me to roll a persuasion check to tell Fef to hold on for a little bit, you're going to need to. Okay. And it's going to need to be high. I was just going to like go with him, make sure he didn't get killed. Wasn't even going to bother trying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is going to be a 21. That's... You are going to need a 20. Oh, boy. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that was good. Oh, boy. He takes a deep breath and goes, Well, it isn't worth running off and getting killed, I guess. The town needs you, no. Fred. And they need you alive. We also need to get these supplies back to the people, so they need to know where to go. We can't just run in there and get eaten, and now there's less people to defend the town, and creatures with full bellies. Indeed. This first Verbeek, and now an ogre? What is Ten Towns coming to? Nothing good. But Damned Frost Maiden bringing out the worst. Let's make haste. We can't let them collect themselves for too long. Yes, quickly. We need to protect the best, 
even if the worst is out there. He loops his axe and takes off at a dead sprint towards town. Oh boy, we're going. Oh, right. <laughs> here we go. All right. We're all going with him. You guys enter the town uh, and it's very quiet. Most people are are kind of digging, still digging themselves out after the blizzard. And there's a few people out kind of clearing shards of ice spikes off of their houses and, and, and moving about. Most people are still in the shelter at the altar, most okay. likely. Well, we should definitely head there then. As you streak by, you definitely catch the eye of the people that are outside. They're like, whoa, what the that's heck? that's the oddest group of people I've ever seen. Who set their tails on fire? Four strange people. Two of them we know, two of them we don't, and five dogs. An <laughs> owl and a fox. And a, and I think that's yeah. a fox. Either that or it's a it's a it's a hand warmer, I'm not sure. <laughs> a very Both. small scarf in the hands of a very large man. One guy kind of goes, "Oh look, protagonists." <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, it's the main characters. Oh shit. Oh no, we're NPCs. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh no. Something we're bad's going to happen. Something bad's going to happen soon. Uh and you guys streak up the hill towards the lake. Uh where the Shrine of the Flaming Sword is. The Shrine of the Flaming Sword for our other two adventurers. Yori, you know all about this. Uh, is a former temple to Tempest back like 200 years ago when the feud between Goodmead and Mer- or, uh, and Dugan's Hole was so vicious that the lake had become a battleground and there was so much fighting and killing that it had turned the water red and renamed the lake red waters it's been 200 years since that not a not very many active tempest worshippers worshippers in the town anymore it's mostly a main like a main hall it's where everybody does town meetings and stuff in in goodmead when there's any kind of like the speaker gets up to talk to everybody it's at the shrine so it's more of like a convention center now than it than it is a, a religious place. So you guys are charging down that main street towards the shrine of the flaming sword. You can see people are emerging from the shrine. And they are they're kind of dazed and like, oh man, what a night. And then the main characters roll up. <laughs> and everybody's like, whoa! Hold on. Hold the phone. And two people step up, uh, kind of nudging each other out of the way. One is they're glaring at each other while trying to address you. Yora, you recognize them. This is uh, a dwarven logger named Shandar Froth and uh, Olavesa Antipor a middle-aged woman uh, who whose original like ancestors are originally found at the town of Goodmead. They're Chalton 
they're kind of they both kind of elbow their way up and ah, get out of the way you daft fool I won't be talked to by a square individual such as yourself tell me Yora and Araben Feth Morin and company dogs owl fox hand warmer what are what's the commotion I think what she means to say is what's going on what are you doing here don't listen to her yeah unfortunately have an assortment (laughs) of bad news for the town I'll let Steg and Yora here explain but do you know where the family of the guard uh, stall is I'd like to see them for a moment yes they are over by the water they were just she's taking a dip with her uh, not a dip they're cleaning their hands for breakfast I believe um, I see y- young soul and uh, Martricia is their na- are their names alright Fwester is going to turn to Stag, Yora, and Pfeff and say, I'll handle the news of the family if you all would. Talk to these two about what is going on. The fuck's going on? Out with it. Fwester's gonna mosey on over to Mortricia? Uh, Martricia. Martricia, okay. Yeah. Martricia and Sol. Sol is is his son. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Boo. Dandar. Olavessa. We seem to have a giant issue here. This morning when we woke up out or in my house, there was discovered the remains of an attack. An attack on the militia and the caravan mm. coming from Dugan's Hole. An attack by what? An ogre. We spoke to the only one who was able to make it through to the morning. And, and where it was is this an witness? Ogre. He has passed. So the only person that can corroborate your story is dead. That's what you're saying. There is an entire caravan destroyed as well. Right outside of town. This isn't the time for for, for doubts or, or infighting. We need to do something to protect and our home. How do we know that the Witch of Goodmead and her posse didn't go out to try to get the best supplies for themselves for the common winter? How do we know you didn't ambush the caravan and take all of the stuff for yourself? Why would we bring it to your attention if we had... Well, because we would eventually notice that our supplies weren't here and that our our loved ones were not here. So we'd go looking and we'd find it. So you're trying to is this blame from yourselves. Is this a trial or a political debate? Do you want to help my, or not? My young friend, I'm I apologize for Shandar. He's um well, he's an asshole. You so, are both assholes. Well, 
I like to think that I am the lesser evil. Nick. Lesser is evil gonna... is still evil. Help or do not. It's your choice. Well, and Stig's going to walk away. Well, someone is in a grumpy mood today. You're in a great mood. He's got a, he's got a new fuzzy friend. <laughs> <laughs> but he's tired of listening to people banter over nothing. You're a... Um, I apologize for Shandar. I believe that you're innocent until proven guilty. So uh, let us investigate your your claims. And which, I mean, if anyone has any more information about what was happening, I will take it into effect. And we'll also, if there is an ogre or a... Anything like that, we'll, you know, we'll track it down. We will. I don't think that a healer of the Moon Mother would mercilessly kill armed men just to steal supplies. No. And I will say, I know that I will is a I'll always have to prove myself, but I think that I've proven myself enough in this town. To me, yes, absolutely. And to the rest of us here, do not listen to Shandar's spouting. Oi, the fuck do you think you are? Well, Shandar, until the speaker returns, you and I are vying for the position of leadership. So Um, maybe you should act like a leader. Well, while we can put together a posse, we need to go take care of this ogre before it endangers more people. There's no time. You can do your investigation. You will find nothing. Because I'm innocent and my friends are innocent. But we need to go take care of this situation while before anybody else gets hurt. Well, I'll gladly take a group out to go look at the scene. Not without some impartial judgment, you won't. I'm impartial, and I'll make sure that we can find evidence that we know what really happened here. The orc killed them. Half orc, you cretin. Yora is keeping very much her cool right now. Fef is not. Fef rolled a two to keep his cool. And Fef is going to deck the fuck out of this, this dwarf. He just pops him. The dwarf falls back, just blood splats. And he goes, I'm about tired of your complete lack of appreciation for someone who's been taking care of you for years. She fixed your sickness, Shandar. Your sickness. You were going to die and she healed you. We don't need any of your prejudicial beliefs coming into this decision. Olivessa was right. You're an asshole. And it was finally about time for someone to pop you a good one and show you where your place is. Because last time I checked, dwarves are guilty for some barbaric shit too. And the last time I checked, Bruin or Battlehammer didn't take you to Mithril Hall because you were the least of his people. So how about you sit down and let the grown-ups talk, you know, at full height. Hey. And he turns his back. Well, you're fuller height. 
You're about the same height as well, no, but you're not five foot. I'm five four, thank you. You're yeah. taller than a dwarf, so there we you're go. within normal people height. <laughs> Uh, and they, he turns his back to Shandar, who's lying on the ground. Uh, let me roll real quick to see if he stays down. <laughs> Not a very courageous one, this one. He rolled a six. He's going to stay down. He's going to stay down. Sorry, everyone. Had to get that out. <laughs> you were saying. <laughs> My goodness, Fev. Yeah, Fev. What a Chad. That was some... That was some smoke, I must <laughs> say. <laughs> we'll talk about that later, Fev. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> it's not my fault he got scabies and then had to go get treated by Yora. That means... <laughs> It's you can't sweet. just let a man itch. No. Even if he's as... Bigoted asshole? As, as abrasive yeah, as he is. Yes, as abrasive, we'll say. Well, I can't say, but... <laughs> some could say. Uh, all of us is going to look at Yora and say, Yora, um, if we had some fighters to spare, we, we would send them with you. Uh, it seems our small militia has been mostly wiped out. Uh, we will send a few people over to investigate and look at the area and stuff. If you want to take some of that anger, Feth, and some of that disgruntled uh, grumpiness, and go find out where this uh, alleged ogre went, bring it, bring back its head. That's that will clear your name. I want your name to be clear, but we have to these people. You know what I mean? I'm not exactly I'm not exactly as uh, p- particular as them. I I believe you, but we have to convince them. So why don't you go? maybe rescue our men as well if they're alive because I remember Feff saying that you found or one of you said that three were dead and two were taken yes go save our men if they're still alive perfect if they're not we can find proof of their death as well as kill the thing that killed them You seem more than capable. So, Yora, I trust you can... I trust that you can keep these rapscallions at bay. I I keep good company. We'll be able to figure this out. We're free to go, though. We're not... Absolutely. Okay. No, no. Please don't track down this creature, but... You know, if you leave before this is resolved, it's not going to look good. You know what I mean. Leave leave the area. Leave the yes, area. Yes, leave. If I leave good mead, I'm going to be ostracized for the rest of my life, essentially. Uh, I'll do my best to defend you, but we really need to get this resolved. 
I know. You would think that they would trust me after the scabies outbreak. <laughs> Gross. You'd think. But people are superstitious. You know how they are. I know. Okay. Well, I appreciate you, Olivessa. It's not often that I'm treated kindly here and with trust. So I appreciate you. And we will do what we need to, to avenge the militia members and save those that were taken. Thank you. And also to rub Shandard's fucking face in it. You know? Please. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. He wants he wants to hold elections right now for a new uh, a new speaker and he's running. And and I am opposing that Yora is is an is, easy crowd pleaser. Is a th- is a is a great platform to stand on. I on the other hand, well I don't really want to be speaker, but I'm running against him to prevent that from happening. So, if you can find the speaker as well, that would be great. If not, well, we'll have to, we'll have to go through with the selection. And then, hopefully, Shandar doesn't become speaker. Well, I know who I'm voting for. I appreciate well. it. Thank you. <laughs> Do you have any supplies that you could offer us? Anything like that? Well, I know that the supplies just got destroyed. Did, I'm sorry. Fair enough. I'm sorry. I wish I could give you something. Um, But you have Thef and that uh, very, very grumpy Goliath, I think? Or some kind of ragged bit? I'm not sure. He's bald, but he doesn't have any tattoos. That guy. He's ragged, but also he's capable. As is Fef. As is Fwester. So we're good. You can count on us. Alright. I look forward to seeing you again and getting your name cleared. We'll be back. You can count on it. Don't let Shandar take over the town while we're gone. I won't. Good luck. And she turns away and looks down at Shandar for a second and gives him a kick and keeps walking. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> my fucking face, my honker is shoved back into the back of my skull. Yeah, you deserved it. <laughs> now, try not to be a piece of shit for five seconds while we get these people together and keep them from panicking. That means get up, you noodle. He rolls back over and spits blood on the ground and goes, I'll clock that feff one good. Be sure of it. Down at the water line. Hey. And it's just one more time so I don't fuck it up. Martissa? Marticia. Marticia. All right. Yeah. Morticia Adams, but with an A. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't want to fuck it up in the middle of. Middle of this. Yes. That'd be uncomfortable. That would be awkward. And soul, like the sun. Yeah, I can remember that one. Um, so, there's a, um, a a homely woman down by the the uh, shoreline, and a young, very, very young child, ju- like just out of toddler stage. 
Oof. And they are crunching snow in their hands to try to melt it so they can wash up mm-hmm. for breakfast. Um, she's dressed in plain linen, a plain linen dress uh, with an over apron, a belt tied around her waist, uh, and the little the little boy is in plain linen clothes with little shoes. Okay. Uh, Fwester is going to uh, walk up to them. Uh, are you Marticia, by any chance? I am. Well met. Well met. What can I do for you? Uh, my name is Fwester, and may I speak to you for a moment away from your young son here? Of course. And he'll be wearing a fairly, fairly grave expression on his face. Hmm. Of course. Uh, just we need to stay with an eye line so he doesn't wander off. Absolutely. Soul, and the little boy looks up, and he's got kind of this like <laughs> he has this kind of like uh, cowlick going on, right? And he's got like this dark hair that matches his father's. Yeah. Like, you stay right here. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. He goes, okay. Yeah, Foster will pack a little snowball and cast light on it again and hand it to him. So here, oh. you can play with this, all right? We'll be right back. Whoa, snow, Gwo snow. <laughs> That's right. It go poof. <laughs> he like throws it up and it scatters all across the area and yeah. glitters along the ground. <laughs> Whoa. What can I do for you? I'm, I'm very sorry, but I come bearing... Some bad news. Okay. Your husband is stall, correct? Aye. Well, He's out on patrol getting the supplies. He didn't show up last night. Your husband passed away bravely, fighting off a large ogre that was attacking a slave, uh, supply caravan. We did what we could, and he died a painless death, thinking of you and young soul over there, but I'm very sorry, ma'am. And her face just kind of, kind of falls, and she gets this very gaunt, exhausted look on her face, and... She doesn't cry, but her eyes are definitely welling up. And she goes kind of a gray color. She says, thank you. Stoll was a brave one. Brave to the very end. He was a great man. If there's anything in the world that I can do. Please do not hesitate to ask. Uh, she casts a glance over at her son and then wipes a sleeve across her eyes to keep the tears from falling. She says, Got to be strong for soul. Um, I'll, uh, I think we'll be okay. 
think we'll be fine. We'll probably have to move. Yeah. Probably to Brian Shander. I'll probably have to get a job. Uh, working at the bar or something like that. Actually, one second. Um, Forrester will take out a little, uh, little one of his marked playing cards mm-hmm. and write down what the name of Scram Sax's bar is and that Forrester recommends her for the position and he'll hand it to her. Go show this to the barkeep here. He's a tough man, but he has a heart of gold. And I promise that he will help you out however he can. Thank you, sir. And he'll open his What's arms What's your up. name? My name is Fwester. Fwester. We'll remember you, Fwester. And I she, love you in my heart. She gives him a hug, uh, wipes away tears again, and then goes and picks up Saul, uh, gives you... Uh, a nod as she walks back by and like kind of a, a crooked smile and walks back into town. Let's see. One second. Oh, Fwester fucking loses it. Oh, no. Fwesty. Oh, as soon as they get out of earshot, he just breaks down. That's rough. Yeah. He didn't sign up for this. No, he did no. not. <laughs> I signed up for real danger, not emotional danger. <laughs> danger of healing things. <laughs> I want oh, a boy. refund. I wanted danger for me, not for the people around me. Real quick before we cut back over to like the main thing. Mm-hmm. After Stig stormed off, he's going to prepare the bodies in such a way where it's clearly visible that the, the giant chest injury could not possibly have been caused by someone of regular humanoid height. Like, wrap yeah. up the bodies in a respectful way, but leave the Oh, center. the bodies are still back at the at the site. Yeah, no, he walked off. That's where he's going. Oh, he's just gone? He oh, wow. just went he's all just the like, way I, back? You made me mad. <laughs> <laughs> and rather than rage, I'm going to what a grumpy boy. He's grumpy, yeah. <laughs> Rather okay. than throw hands like Fef did, he's gonna go so you're going to bodies. You're going to alter the crime scene. Got it. <laughs> they don't have forensic evidence. That's true. They they have to go with exactly what it looks like. <laughs> I mean we'll draw a chalk outline you can. around where no, they do are. It. Yeah. You can't fake an injury with a giant club. It's just... That's very true. It's just not something we can do. You also can't pull horses out of harnesses with enough strength to strip the skin off of them if you're a normal person. (laughs) Which they can all find out. I'm not that strong. (laughs) You can line them up respectfully and just... Set them up like militiamen with their swords on their chest, and let the let the rest of the people kind of. The fox has stopped shaking and has fallen asleep against your chest. Well, at least one of us is relaxed. It's probably so tired from being in fear all night. Yeah. Right. 
Fluster, you rejoin Theth and Yora as Olivessa walks away and, and gives <laughs> and gives Shandar a fucking kick. And you see Shandar still on his back and rolling over and spits out blood. Hmm. What happened here? Like, Fluster says, still a little puffy around the eyes. Justice. Hmm. Hmm. Good that some of that happened today. <laughs> True. Off we go. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get, let's, let's get out of here. Get out of the town. And you guys head back to the scene of the crime where you can see Steg is positioning the bodies in a respectful manner. And... Okay. With a 17, uh, assisted by Stig, who is also a tracker. Theth and Stig lead the rest of the party into the wilderness to hunt down an ogre. And that's where we'll end our session. Oh, boy. Wow. Hell of a session, guys. That was a lot. It's a heavy one. It's a heavy one. This is where the sadness comes in, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Emotional connection. It takes about a dozen episodes, but you get there. <laughs> uh, plug your pluggables, guys. Oh, boy. If you want to feel less sad, you can check me out on Instagram at Authorized Entry. You can see pictures of the animals. Those are always cute. Those cheer you up. Yeah. Yeah. Not sad. Indeed. One of them looks uh, sad, but she wags her tail because she wants food. It's, <laughs> she's begging. Don't worry. You can find me at Canis or at tpk.games on Instagram. You can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash tpkg. There's also anywhere that you can do podcasts. Anywhere that you listen to podcasts, you can find us here. Here's good. Do it here. Here, wherever this is. Here. Uh, we're also, right now we're on Discord. I'm actually setting up a Twitch channel to transfer all those people over for us to do our live Table Talks episodes for Twitch, for a Twitch audience. It's easier to reach you guys. It's easier for you to get to it. But for right now, we have a community Discord where Sam and I do our talk show, uh, Table Talks. Just talk about the D&D universe and things we like, things we don't like, upcoming things that are happening, what's going on right now. We have some pretty, pretty hefty episodes that re- touch on some some hot button topics, as well as uh, some other goofier ones where we just kind of reminisce and talk about our experience playing the game. It's a good time. You should come on over and listen to us. Gordon, what have you got? Yeah. I've- Games underscore TPK at Twitter. Soon to be on our under uh, better management. That's true. <laughs> uh, same with the same with the Instagram. <laughs> yeah. And at unauthorized entry, where I steal Sam's pictures and put crappy uh, Microsoft Paint filters over them. 
It's called art. <laughs> Look it up. You wouldn't. It's abstract. It. You wouldn't understand. Sav, what do we got? Uh, well, you can find me on Instagram at Sav Merit. Or no, you cannot find me. Whoa. There. You Ooh. crazy people. Um, you can find me at Merrily Sav. That is at M-E-R-R-I-L-Y-S-A-V on Am I going to have to cut that out? <laughs> Since you don't reveal like a, a Finsta or something? <laughs> no, I don't have a Finsta. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> Uh-oh, I gave away my FetLife username. <laughs> 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 oh my um, and, and um, I would also like to plug um, in honor of Feth the bestest friend if you have a friend who's not allowed to stand up for themselves or fight for themselves in a situation I'm going to plug you doing it for them everybody uh, needs a friend who will stand up for them boy and Feth sure did do that this episode <laughs> Yeah, what a great guy. Yeah. Wow, he just he just knocked Shandar's block off. He was what? done. Fucking beat the what a freaking star. <laughs> yep, if you if and and if Jake had seen that, he would be proud. <laughs> if any of our listeners uh feels I wanna kind of expound on on that glorious savism, if you feel like you're not safe in a situation or especially our uh more oppressed listeners, members of the LGBTQ plus community, uh, people of color, um, you know, things, things of that nature. If you're feeling unsafe or, or need a safe place, you can always reach out to us. We'll, we will attempt to do our best. We are, we are merely people. So (laughs) we'll attempt to do our best, um, to protect you and, and and help you through whatever you're going through, you know we we want everybody to to uh, follow the motto of the channel, and that motto is remember to take care of yourselves and as always keep on rolling. We'll see you guys next week. See you, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye everyone.